For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. This is the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shan. I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, and we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But we are also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. And however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe. So you never miss a new episode and we can continue to spread the word to the masses. And the word is that the Vikings suck. They still suck. Uh, they lose the Chiefs 27 to 20 on Sunday afternoon. Um, how about we start with this, Adam? Like we we can exchange pleasantries, we can do all that stuff all we want. Are the Vikings just a bad team? Because it sure as hell seems like it to me. What's what's that, Bill? Bill Parcells quote, you know, you are what your record is. So that's what everybody was trying to tell us last year. Yeah, but we didn't. Right. Well, go ahead. Mike. I mean, last year, their record was 13 and four. So if, if huh. they were what their record was, then they would have not probably lost to the Giants in the first round. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're not. They're, they're not good. This is probably this is probably how things should have gone last year. Um, and and the ball just bounced their way and things went, you know, certain way for certain reasons. Um, and then I was looking at this this year's schedule so far, and I would say the Bucks game is really the only game where people were pretty definitively sure that they, the Vikings were going to win it. Um, other than that, like the Chargers, you, you could have seen them lose. The Eagles definitely could have seen them lose and, and the Chiefs. So that puts them at, at, at two and three. So they're really not too far off from where we thought they were going to be as much as it sucked. Um, but yeah, they're one and four. Um, no team. I think in the since the, they switched to the 16 game seasons in 1978 has ever started one and four um, with a point differential of minus 12 or better um, and made the playoffs, which is what the Vikings have right now. Minus 12 point differential. Um, so, I mean, at this point, if you're the Vikings, I know I know you want to be competitive and I know people aren't going to give up and everything. People and jobs are on the line, but it's not it's it's time to really just focus on the future. Um, this season is, is lost. Um, if, if it was a case where maybe in the division, like the Lions were even three and two or, or, or two and three, and then I think, you know, you you still try and try and compete for the top of the division and, and get in the playoffs. But with the Lions playing the way they are and the Vikings already, what, three, two, three games behind them already. Um, I think it's just time to focus on the future. You know what that includes, whether it's selling players at the deadline, um, giving younger players more playing time. Um, 
you know, what, whatever, whatever needs to be done to just put the focus on the future, because that needs to be Vikings priority right now. Uh, even if you find a way to scratch and claw and sneak into the playoffs, is that really beneficial for the future of your team? No, I don't think so. Cause this team is not beating the Eagles. This team is not beating the Niners. I don't think they're beating the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, they're going to get in the playoffs maybe, and then lose in the first or second round. And then you're stuck with what a bottom third, uh, draft pick that's too low to trade up and get one of the top quarterbacks. So, you know, in terms of what will benefit the Vikings the most, it's just, and I'm not saying they need to tank, you know, I, I've joked around with it. I'm probably on, on Twitter or whatever, but like, I think I even wrote like tanking is the only answer for the Vikings now moving forward yesterday, but I'm not necessarily saying like just throw every game. There's a way to, you know, there's a way to not try and win every game without, you know, just, just, just throwing games without just like purposefully losing games. Like that you put players on the field that probably aren't ready but they need the reps. Like put Lewis Seen on the field. Let's let's see what he can do. Let's put let's put Andrew Booth out there. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what these young guys can do. And if they can't do it, then get them out of here. This is the time to do it. You know, Nick Mullins is is out right now. Uh, if I was the Vikings, I would just keep Jaron Hall as the backup because that he can learn more from that from, than being the third string quarterback. So just things like that where you know you're not you're not tanking but your your focus is on the future and if you lose more games that way then then so be it because then you're going to get a better draft pick in a in a draft that is seemingly full of young and promising quarterbacks so uh yeah the season's over it's over uh time to focus on what college basketball now and twins the the oh, twins yes, yes. uh biggest biggest twins game of the year at target field tomorrow uh sunny gray against I don't even know. Jose, who, who cares? Who cares? Hey, hey, we care. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We, the, we care here in Minnesota about, because. No, about their pitcher. Oh, oh, gosh. It doesn't, it I, doesn't I matter. They, they can throw Nolan Ryan out there if it they want. It doesn't matter what is. And we'll uh, smack him around. Yep. You know, I look at this team and it's very easy to stay positive, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's easy to stay positive. You yeah. can look at this team and. The counter here is, well, they've been in every game, right? Every game is a one score game. A thing goes here, there. You know, I, I saw my sister just sent me a meme before we went on the air. It was Patrick Mahomes and the refs swapping jerseys because of that fourth down pass interference call. And, you know, there's there that other call on Harrison Smith, which a lot of people were upset about, too. I, look for the freaking ball, dude. Like, seriously, he, he literally Bobby Boucher ran at him like, and then he's like, oh, how's that Pastor Ferris? I don't know. That. Like the Vikings biggest problem is an execution problem. And it isn't when they fucked around all of training camp. Like, I, I know there are a lot of players who didn't mess around, but TJ Hawkinson, like, like he's sitting there yesterday talking about what's that? Is his balance still off from his ear? Maybe his balance is still Maybe he's got a back problem. I don't know. Maybe he's got scurvy or something. I really don't (laughs) care at this point because he's sitting there talking about, oh, well, you know, some more reps and uh, we'll really have this thing down. You know, when you could have gotten reps during (laughs) August while you're messing around trying to get a new contract. And again, NFL players should get every penny they can at any moment, you know, their career could be over. It's not guaranteed. Totally understand why well, what, T.J. Hawkinson did it. What was Justin Jefferson doing that time, during that time? 
he was working. Uh, right. And uh, we haven't even mentioned that he hurt his hamstring. Maybe if he, maybe if he had an ear infection or, <laughs> you know, uh, something <laughs> I'm walking a fine line. Cause I don't want to offend what's anyone. The, but, what's the Joe Maurer thing? What was uh, bilateral leg weakness. Yes. <laughs> if, if he had bilateral leg weakness <laughs> and he just said, I don't know, it would really make me feel better if I had a new contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Vikings would have signed them. Is TJ w- uh, Hawkinson's wallet too heavy now? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it dragging him down and he can't catch passes yeah, anymore yeah. that that's the question he's still on pace for 100 catches so basically um he's the Kirk cousins of tight ends now Great. where you know he's got the stats and everything the vikings have an execution problem though they are tied for last with a negative nine turnover margin they lit all three timeouts on fire within the first 20 minutes of the second half which um i don't know kevin o'connell didn't have his best day yesterday no let's, let's just let's just Throw it out there, especially when it came to timeouts. I mean, they're still having, I don't know if they need to replace the headset in Kirk's helmet or give him, I mean, he probably just needs like a multiple dual surround sound, Bose, whatever, 9,000, you know, home theater system in his helmet to understand anything. He's probably bitching about the fans crowd level too, because, uh, oh, by the way, there's about 25% Chiefs fans there because more than that, I, I, I yeah, probably 40. I mean, Everybody was sitting around laughing at the all the Lions fans that took over Green Bay like on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. And yeah, yeah. Vikings fans uh, took the opportunity to make a couple of bucks yesterday. Uh, let, let's put it that way. I mean, you have a delay of game on fourth and seven in the fourth quarter as you're trying to run it. And of course, there's a, and they still can't execute a screen, whether it's the offensive lineman, whether it's the running back not being able to catch the pass. Receiver. This this team doesn't have the same oomph that it had a year ago. It's it's hitting different, right? And here's an eye popping stat: they started eight and one last year, right? They are six and eight since. Yeah. Which uh, oddly enough, that's close to five hundred. Which uh, oddly enough, that's what our quarterback is known for. And this isn't this isn't entirely Kirk Cousins' fault. Like I, you know, hey, uh, Kirk win, right? He's undefeated on the year. Kirk Cousins gets another win because either his team won or nothing was his fault. That's great. But I mean. You can't sit there and expect every little thing to go your way because it has to. They play all these games within one score. Here's a mind-boggling stat I looked up this morning. Kevin O'Connell has coached 23 games with the Vikings, including the playoffs. 17 of them have been one-score games. 73%. Let's go. Let's bring it further back. 2020, 41 of the Vikings' 46 games since the start of the 2020 season have been decided by one score. 89% of what's their the, games. What's the common common uh, factor in all of those games? Who's the quarterback? It, it seems like the quarterback is there, isn't he? But again, and, and, and nothing's his fault. Nothing is fault. We got we to gotta get the surround sound system in his helmet. You know, the fans have to be perfectly quiet. Um, you know, extend CJ Ham. Bring back Adam Thielen. He's balling out plenty of yeah. opportunities, right? Yeah. Like this team just sucks. Like uh, we we just need that uh, point blank. This team sucks. And yeah. look at the players that Quasey brought in this past offseason. Byron Murphy Jr. is allowing a one forty one point two passer rating right now. He is the human torch in the secondary. I used to give that nickname to Josh Robinson, but he's not doing anything. Marcus Davenport, he's got two sacks after missing the first three games. I good for him. At least he's, he's healthy been good. Now. He's been good since he returned. I'll give him that. Yes. And maybe he could be. And he's made it now. And he's made a difference. Yeah, yeah, he could be. Yeah, 
I mean, you could look at that. Um, I have talked about Alexander Madison ad nauseum. I think this is the point where I've finally gotten pissed off. Like I, I've been annoyed a little bit because, you know, we were just sitting there and like Alexander Madison RB one, he's talking to Adam Schefter and how many fantasy points are you going to score? If you took Alexander Madison in your fantasy league, you are a moron because the guy <laughs> is an RB two. He is a backup running back. He should not be starting. He gets the pass right in his bread basket, starts running upfield like he's in a backyard football game or something. And this is nothing against Alexander Madison, the person, because, you know, any criticism now we're going to run to social media and post it like the people online, they're making it. And again, in Alexander Madison's case, don't do the racial slur thing. If you want to tell somebody they no. belong in the XFL, fire away. Like yeah. I, you probably shouldn't do it. But I mean, if you're going to do it and you just want to get something out to say, hey, learn to speak XFL, buddy. And I, I think that's good enough. But I mean, like this, it was a ruse. It was a, it was fraudulent. That's the word everybody likes to use. Right. And I mean, David Montgomery, there was that report that they uh, looked at David Montgomery in the soft season. I mean, should have done that. A couple million dollars, huh? Should have done that. Should might might have been worth a couple extra bucks. Um, we talked about Hawkinson, Lewis Seen, healthy scratch, and now you have Justin Jefferson with a hamstring no, injury. He, he so, was hurt last um, week. Lewis Seen was hurt. Oh, he he's was hurt. A, okay, he's got a hamstring. Okay. That, that's my bet. Well, I mean, what what was he doing? I don't know. Anyway? What I mean, he's got he's got <laughs> enough defensive snaps. I could count them with one hand. I bet. Like he hasn't been on the field for defense this year. Yeah. Just special teams. Yeah, because they drafted a safety in the first round. Yeah. Like, I... Whose name wasn't uh, what, Kyle Harrison Hamilton? Smith. Well, Harrison Smith was a first round. I, I'm just saying, yeah. And Kyle Hamilton seems to be going okay for the uh, Ravens, Ravens does, doesn't it? I mean, I as I've gotten older, like, I just get incredibly upset when my team does stupid stuff. And they did a lot of stupid stuff yesterday. They've done a lot of stupid stuff over the past year. Over the past year, we'll just go full calendar year because I don't know, like TJ Hawkinson trade. Did, did you really need it? Did, did you really need it? Because Sam Laporta looks pretty damn good. And I know he <laughs> wouldn't have been there by the Vikings pick, but I, I don't know. I, I was told that they're scheming things open. Well, Sam Laporta is catching the football and TJ Hawkinson isn't. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Say, I will say the I would say the Lions offensive coordinator. Uh, he seems to be a better play caller than. Kevin O'Connell. Now that can change. Mm -hmm. um, and Kevin O'Connell also has to deal with being a head coach. So maybe, you know, maybe Kevin O'Connell, don't be a play caller. Is that is that something that maybe needs to happen in the future and he needs to just focus on being a head coach? We, you know, maybe we'll find that out. Wasn't um was Zach Taylor, was he, did he start calling plays when he started with the Bengals and then gave it to somebody else? I, I can't remember. Um, or it might have been the other way around. But um, pointing out to what's been different, they started 8-1 last year and they're 1-4 this year. Really the Really, the biggest difference, the biggest difference has been turnovers. The Vikings, I, I just I just looked it up, and when they went 8-1 last year, their one loss, they lost a turnover uh, battle in that game to the Eagles. So it was like 3-1. to one. The other eight games, they won the turnover battle. They, uh, they either had like one, and the other team had two or three or whatever. They won every single game because of the turnover battle, Like because that's how small the margins are in these games. And this year, they just, it's not even like the defense is doing it. They're just shooting themselves in the foot they're dropping the ball you, you, you fumble the ball on the first play <laughs> let, let me let me point this out when you talk about the defense they held patrick mahomes under 300 yards passing travis yeah. kelsey under 100 yards receiving and held god's gift to the running back position isaiah pacheco oh to 3.2 yards per I, carry I saw, so <laughs> defense did its job yesterday 
just saying. I, think I saw somebody tweeted about Isaiah Pacheco and they and they said like this is the kid who who he reminds you of like the kid in recess who tries way too hard and he's just really good because you see the way he runs he just runs like angry <laughs> so hard um but and like Alexander Madison just kind of runs. But yeah if you told if you told somebody yeah. yesterday like heading into the season yeah you're gonna hold Patrick Mahomes under 300 you're gonna hold Kelsey under 100 you're gonna hold the Chiefs to 28 points in a dome a dome and I, I looked it up last night. The Chiefs never lost a game in a dome. So he had that going for you as well. And um, and you would have been like, yeah, I think the Vikings have a chance. They did have a chance, but um, they just shot themselves in the foot. And then the, I, I posted about it last night, and, and I think you saw it as well. The double dipping that Vikings have been allowing to their opponents on the last drive of the first half and the first drive of the second half has been killing them this year i believe they're, they've been outscored like 37 to 14 on just those drives um and it's made a big difference like you look at yesterday there it was what 13 10 and the chiefs get a field goal before before there was like 40 seconds left and they got a field goal before they go in the locker room then they come out and they score a touchdown so that that's a 10 point swing in and the vikings haven't even touched the ball um so that's that's been making a big difference. The Vikings have to figure that out. Either get a stop or come out and you know actually score on their first drive in the third quarter. They've just been really bad on like first drives of each half. Like when's the last time we've been like they they either fumble the ball or they go three and out. It just seems I don't I don't know why, but it, it's just weird. Um, and then the last thing is I knew the game was over yesterday when Patrick Mahomes just chucked the ball up in the air and and they came down with it. I'm like, okay, there's no way they're not winning this game when he's just doing that because that's just one. It's not even fair. Like I've I'm so envious of Chiefs fans because they got this guy who's just he's not he's not human. He can just do whatever he wants. Um, he can throw to Kelsey 50 yards across his body because he just knows where he is at, at every turn. It's just, it's not fair. Um, and we all got to witness it yesterday. We also got to witness Justin Herbert. Um, so that's like, it's, it's been eye opening. I feel like this year to watch quarterbacks like that. And then you look at Kirk Cousins and you're like, yeah, he's got the stats. Yeah. He's got the numbers, but he just, he doesn't have that, that killer in- instinct does not have that. Like where, like on a uh, fourth down where the pocket's collapsing and he just falls like, over. Yeah, if you're facing pressure, like think about, I was thinking about that yesterday, like a Hail Mary. When you think about like Aaron Rodgers, when he gets a Hail Mary, what does he do immediately? He gets the ball he rolls and out. he rolls out because he knows why am I going to stay in the pocket and let them try and get to me when I have to throw, I have to throw this ball downfield. I have, that's my priority. Kirk Cousins just sits there. Takes, and that's not the first time that's happened. We've seen that plenty of times where he's either had to try and throw, um, you know, a Hail Mary or it's a, a critical fourth down and he takes a sack. Like, is he, are, are his, are his stats too good this year? Like, is he, I don't, he's in a contract year. I don't want to criticize him of like worrying about his stats. He took a sack yesterday. He didn't get a pick a sack. If you look at the end of the year, if he, a team's going to look at his stats and not not really look at how many sacks he took. They're going to look at the interceptions and be like, oh, he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. He had a great year. Um, and they're not going to look at the details of like him not him getting sacked on that drive and stuff. So like last year, I felt like Kirk was more he was more willing to listen to Kevin O'Connell and, and what he wanted to do, more willing to take risks, you know, throwing more maybe dangerous passes where he they would get intercepted. And I don't think he was comfortable with that. I think he shifted back to being like the old Kirk that we know where it's like, I, I would rather not throw an, I'd rather take a sack and not throw an interception. 
even if it's fourth down and the game is on the line. Like, I, I don't know. It's It seems like he's gone back to the, the Kirk Cousins that we knew before Kevin O'Connell came last year. And uh, that's not good. But it also means that this is his last year. And I, I, I think he's... I think he's cemented that that he's gone after this year. It it seems like something's off. Yeah. Like where it comes to Kirk Cousins. He's he's got moments where he's played really well. And again, there were a couple drops by receivers. Yeah, can you like stop KJ Can you stop targeting KJ Osborne on critical third downs? Like right. just I understand. Well, and you said you said it too. Like nobody comes up short on third down than more than TJ Hawkins. <laughs> If you Where, if you want if it's third down and you want to miss the first down, throw it to DJ Hawk. He is uh basically well and and look at that drive too. Look at the last drive of the game. It's like he's throwing little dinky passes to Brandon in Powell the middle of the to, field. And again, and again, they have to move the sticks there. So it worked. They they moved the sticks. That's objective number one. Brett Favre, I believe, said like the the key to a two minute drill is move the chains. Just keep yeah. moving the chains. Like that is priority number one. But it was in the middle of the field the entire yep. time. And probably that's what the defense is yeah. giving them. But Kirk Cousins is the Ron Burgundy of the NFL where, you know, you put anything in the prompter, he will say it. If you give him anything defensively, he will take it. Even if it's a five-yard gain on fourth and eight or whatever it is. You, met, you, you know what I mean? You mentioned earlier that, you know, he's been having maybe some trouble with the headset um, in the game, a couple games. Um, and he's been in the league for what? 12 years you don't you don't you don't know a play to call after being in the league for 12 years that you can't just call or or just let one of your guys know like just 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 do go routes everyone go route and we'll just we'll we'll throw it like you you can't do that you you've been in the league this long and you can't just be like oh the the rate joe burrow did that like two years ago when he was in the league two or three years and he called like an entire drive you can't call you can't do that like come on but that's it's those things where you look you're like, oh, he has great stats. She's, but in those moments, those critical moments, when you're playing, like you mentioned, one score games, what, 17, you said, out of 23, uh, that yeah. Kevin O'Connell's coach, when you're playing in those games, you have to be perfect in those moments. And Kirk Cousins is, he's like the last quarterback you want to have in those moments because his brain just, it just turns to mush. And he, like, fight or flight, you know that? He is not the fight. <laughs> He, the other guy on the other sideline, Patrick Mahomes, he, he is, he's, his, somebody's house is on fire and there's a baby in there screaming. He is going right in. He's not even thinking about it. He's going right in. Kirk is like, uh, we should call the fire department. Uh, let them do this. And uh, hopefully those people inside will survive because, uh, he's, he's thinking about like what angle to yeah. like shoot the water. Yeah. So it can the house fire. Is just, just smoldering and just melting to the ground. Yeah. Like the play, the play that stood out to me was, I believe it was a zero blitz. And I want to say maybe it was Harrison Smith. And I mean, it was a meet at the quarterback type of play. And Patrick Mahomes did not even see his receiver downfield. He's like, ah, fuck it. Somebody's down there somewhere. And threw it up to, I was going to call him Christian Watson. Watson. What's his name? Justin? What's his name? Justin Watson. Sorry. I, I was That's what I was talking about. What that his play. first name was. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like he just chucked it up and it was a 30-yard bomb that moved the chains and set up a and touchdown. I'm sure Andy Reid. I mean, even the, even the Kelsey throw yeah, yeah, where yeah. – you know, Kevin O'Connell rage challenged it like and of course he said after the game, too, he's like, well, actually, his answer was something more along the lines. Well, you know, when you're in those thoughts and you're those situations <laughs> and those things, um, you know, I, I got to consult with everybody and I would I would challenge it again. I, I would definitely go back challenge again. Just want to thank Dolores, the lunch lady for giving us good lunch today. <laughs> and what it, 
and you'd be wrong again. Doesn't he have a guy that like upstairs that's supposed to tell him like, yes, challenge yes. this, don't challenge this. So if Mike Zimmer did the shit that Kevin O'Connell did yesterday, yeah. he would be getting cooked. He would, people would want him run out of town. I, and here we are. I, I, We're just I think people already do. I think people are like it's only week five or whatever, but I've seen a lot of people be like, O'Connell's not the guy and, and get get Quasi out of here. I'm like, guys, they won thirteen games in their first season. I know they're struggling this year, but like best of three yeah like, <laughs> let him let him run out their contracts and and also the guy that they wanted to hire ryan poles in chicago uh he's doing worse so is he though i mean if you i, I mean the bears depends. suck but look at what he's got set up uh, yeah i think it, he can wind up with the first two picks in the draft who did who, who so did they if even, he winds up with who did they caleb yeah. williams and marvin harrison jr i who did they I, i'm just saying they even draft and in enough cap space to fill the i i Sorry, I, I'm totally talking over you. No, Go no, ahead. no. Sorry. No, I'm just trying. I'm thinking out loud. Like, who did they? I can't even remember who they drafted this year because they. I don't think they've made much of an impact um, for the Bears. Let me look. And they just uh, what traded Chase Claypool after they traded a second round pick for him last year. Um, so that would be like the Vikings this year trading Hawkinson. Um, and people would kill Quasi for that. Um, so I. I understand he's got a lot of cap space and he's going to have a lot of picks, but you also have to know how to use those. And I would say that what, what? Oh, no, oh, no, no. At, go you're ahead. looking at their, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Hey, but they got DJ Moore. Well, no, yeah. well here's the, here's the, yeah. And well, he won some people, some fantasy leagues the other yeah, night. Against the, uh, against the commanders. This is the funny. So like, okay, they had the number one pick, right? And they traded down. So the Panthers could like panic trade yep. and go get Bryce young. Um, CJ Stroud looks a little better. Let's oh, yeah. point that out right now. So they go down to nine. Good deal with the Panthers because they could get the number one pick because I'm not sure. Again, Frank Frank Reich sucks as a coach. Yeah. He's not a good coach. Like, that is just my opinion. Um, they had the ninth overall pick, and Jalen Carter was on the board, <laughs> but they traded down to get more picks and take Darnell Wright, so, um, who is an offensive tackle. I, I, I don't know what Darnell Wright is doing, but Jalen Carter is pretty damn good. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, a great and I know there was the whole off the field thing. Sure. Um, sometimes you just take the talent and as long as things check out, they'll be fine. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's the situation that Quasi is trying to build, though, right now. Just in a very sneakier kind of way. Yeah, like, they- when Ryan Poles got there, everybody was just he's like, all right, let's burn this bitch down. Like. Quasi, I I don't know. Like he's trying to fool the will. Are they running like, a secret tank? Oh damn! Byron Murphy Jr. is not working out. Oh man, uh, what are we gonna do, guys? We got this. Oh, Ed Ingram. <laughs> Ed Ingram's not doing his job. He's not terrible this year, actually. He's uh, he's been doing a good job. Um, um. Hey, we got we got this. We we got this great defensive tackle, Dean Lowry. He's gonna he's gonna solve all our problems. <laughs> And guess what else we're gonna do? We're gonna make Alexander Madison our number one running back. Like you guys like, like Alex, are they, right? Are they, are they secretly, secretly tanking? Like is is you know, is Quasi like maybe? <sighs> I don't know. Kevin O'Connell is a hell of an actor because I watched his press conference sure. this morning. And that guy looked like he needed a puppy. For sure. Just like I'm. Sh- yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Well, I mean, his best player just like went out. Yeah, and- you know. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't. I. Don't, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello. I know. What do you pop up? What do you uh, what do you want the Vikings to do? What do you what do you want them to do for the rest of the year? Do you, like we want them to win games, whatever. But what what do we want them to do? Well, I think now it's time to have the conversation. Our weekly conversation <laughs> is it time to tank? And I mean, I, I like what you said because like tank is such a negative word, right? Like it's like throw games or whatever. Vikings aren't going to throw games, not in yeah. any situation. But I also think they need to be smart, especially when it comes with to Brian Justin Flores. Jefferson. Yeah, d- Brian Flores isn't tanking. We already know that. But <laughs> with Justin Jefferson's injury, they've already said they're going to play the long game with this thing. And why not? You're one and four. And I don't know. I mean, hold them out for a month. Hold them out yeah. for six weeks. Yeah. Like, honestly, let that thing get healed because he is your best player. So and. And maybe the Vikings are going to win here. Maybe the Vikings are going to win with this whole contract thing because you got hurt. Jefferson's number is not going to be uh, yeah. as no. good. I mean, they're not going to lowball him, but they're no. just like, yeah. hey, let's let's meet in the middle. Let's try and do something here. If you want to do a short term, whatever. Um, I I look at it in several different ways here. Which, by the way, right now, Tankathon has the Vikes with the fourth overall pick in the draft. Uh, Chicago has the first two picks, while Denver is picking third. And the New England Patriots, who are in their own world of uh, trouble right now, uh, they are picking fifth. Well, so right now you would be guaranteed probably to get one of the top three quarterbacks. Right. Because the Bears aren't picking two quarterbacks. (laughs) Right. And and we are are expecting, we're saying this in the situation that Shadur Sanders comes out. Is that correct? Yeah. Or J.J. McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, and there's, there might be other guys who pop up in the draft process too, as well, and Senior Bowl and all that. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know what? Seeing the Vikings with the number four pick, it like it, it gets you kind of excited. I feel like it, like, because we're not used to that. We're, we're used to them being what pick fifteen, pick twenty two, pick twenty three, and it's like, okay, who's gonna fall to them instead of like the Vikings dictating their own draft? Like, we haven't had that since what Matt Khalil. In 2012. Um, well, so. well, let me bring up this interaction I had on Twitter yesterday because I brought up the whole TJ Hawkinson thing to see what mm-hmm. other people were thinking and whether I was crazy. I also forgot Laporta was the 34th overall pick. So, like, he would have been long on before the Vikings would have picked uh, mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice, <laughs> who actually scored a touchdown in yesterday's mm-hmm. game. Uh, he was the pick in that Hawkinson trade. But mm-hmm. I, I just asked, I I said, you know, was the Hawkinson trade worth it now that you're paying a tight end big money and you're getting, I don't know, a whole bunch of drop targets. And the response I got was, well, you're eight and one and you need a secondary target. So it was logical thinking. And I turned around and I asked, was it worth it? W- was it worth the fuck Mike Zimmer tour? Yeah. Because I don't know, like what, what, what wound up happening? They were 13 and four. They got bounced and we're sitting here right now going like, Hmm. Steam doesn't look too good. And Luke Braun, who I love, by the way, Luke, obviously a former guest on the show. I'd love to have him back again. And we, we kind of had a sparring session on social media and, uh, he social just said, media, well, you do that. Yeah. That uh, he basically just said, hey, don't add anyone because it heightens your expectations. Like, <coughs> excuse me. He, he basically said, you know, be like the Timberwolves, just never have expectations and you never add anybody good. And you just kind of sulk away in apathy. Honestly, I'm developing apathy with this team right now because the Vikings bar is too damn low. And that's because every year 
you know, super competitive and competitive rebuilds. Like that, that's not what championship teams say. They say we want to win a Super Bowl. Like that is yeah. the goal. We want to win championships. And I think Mark Wolf said it once when he fired Mike Zimmer. But other than that, we we haven't heard anything about it. And yes, the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes by trading up. Yes, Lamar Jackson was the 32nd overall pick in the draft and Jalen Hurts was the second round pick. And this draft class might be the one to unearth a similar talent. You got Quinn Ewers. You got Michael Penix Jr. You got Bo Nix. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, if he doesn't shoot up the draft boards because Michigan's only has to throw like 20 yards or 20 times a game because they play in the big 10. Like those are all things that could happen. But the one thing that I asked myself was when was the last time the Vikings made a move and you said, Holy shit, they're going for it. Like, Oh, Brett Farr. I knew Kirk cousins, right? Yeah. 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 Kirk in 20. And I mean, you could say TJ Hawkinson, too. and Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. That was the, it's so comical to me. It's like they signed their <laughs> cousins and Mike Zimmer's like, oh, where's Sheldon? Where's Sheldon? Oh, yeah, I got my new toy. And he's like, oh, okay, Mike. Yeah, this is cool. Like Viking, Vikings history is just like we're, we're fine being okay. Like even the biggest moves to acquire players to help the Vikings have been like sidesteps or like trying to take, take a step back, right? Like they had to trade Stephon Diggs to get Justin Jefferson. They had to, you know, they traded back to get Christian Derrissaw. And I mean, you know, the Hawkinson trade again, but they have a losing record since they made that deal. So how good was that trade? I I mean, I I think that you have to consider making some moves and making some decisions. Like, does it mean trading to Neil Hunter? Does it mean going to Kirk and being like, hey, would you waive your no trade? Which I don't think you will because you'll probably ah. You know, guys, I don't think so. He's I, in a perfect spot right life, now to really put like up it. great numbers, regardless of how the Vikings finish. He knows the offense. He likes Minnesota. He gets Tuesdays off. Like right. I put, I put out today. Like the only way he is going to get traded this year is probably of like the Niners or Dolphins like lose their quarterback for the season because right. he kind of knows those offenses with Mike McDaniel and, and Kyle Shanahan, and that wouldn't be as difficult a transition for him. I feel like as others, but at the same time. Like, I, like he doesn't, I don't think he wants to move everything in the middle of the season. He, yes, he wants to win a Super Bowl, but I, I no, not, not, I, I don't know. I don't think he would do it. So yeah, that's, that's, I would say the chances of him waving his no trade clause are like, let's say the Vikings are one in seven at the trade deadline or one. In, I don't even know if they can be one in seven, one in six, one in seven or one in six. If you're Kirk and you have the opportunity to go to the Niners or the Dolphins, why would you not take that immediately? But you know. We we we've experienced Kirk a lot over the years, and I think the chances of that happening are probably like five percent out of a hundred. Yeah, and and I don't think it's in the Vikings' DNA to make that move. Where it's just like you know, super competitive. We gotta we gotta fight through. We could still do it. We have five more games left. <laughs> I'll say this right now: I think the Vikings are walking into a buzzsaw in Chicago next weekend. Yeah, I'm not I'm not looking forward. To, and then I get to play the Niners. <laughs> yeah, the week after. I mean, the Chicago Dick Budkus died, so they're gonna have like the dead guy energy, you know. What when is win their one first for win? the dead guy? Or, or when is when is their next? When is the next game where you're like, oh, the Vikings can like you're not worried about them losing? Is there any game left on the schedule where you like that? I was I think uh, I was trying to find so it yesterday. I, I looked Atlanta, Vegas, and Denver. Denver's down bad. Denver, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but they so, can so they can put up points. The Broncos. Let's 
let me look this up here because I, I saw the, this meme. I'd this say morning. either the Saints or the Bears at home because the Saints they're okay. They're just beating up on te- bad teams. So, um, so Denver, Denver quickly. Uh, five weeks into the season, the Broncos have lost to their former head coach Josh McDaniels, <laughs> their former defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio, their former head coach Vic Fangio, yeah. their former ball boy Mike McDaniel, yeah. and their former head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, they gave up what seventy points a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but the guy Hackett last year, he he did the worst uh, NFL head coaching job that uh, Sean. Payton like I, did. I don't even like Nathaniel Hackett, but like Sean Payton, nobody likes <laughs> shit, <him>. dude. Nobody <laughs> outside. Like I had, I had people that I work with today, like getting mad because people think there's like there was like a media bias about um the Broncos or whatever because everyone's like shitting on them or whatever. I'm like, because they're bad. They're, and, they're very bad. And no one outside of Denver likes Sean Payton. Like maybe some Saints fans because of what he was able to do there. But he's not a likable guy. And and I think he's okay with that. Um, but it's, yeah, yeah, like it's not a media bias. The Broncos are terrible this year, especially on defense. They yeah. can't they, they can't stop anything. Um, The Vikings conversation. Yeah. So, so let's say Justin Jefferson's out for a while. Like, how long would you hold Justin Jefferson out for? Mm, when's the buy? We uh, buy so far away. Uh, it's not a bad idea when you think about it. Like, like here's the thing. Nope. Like, we're, we're sitting re- here. Well, how long? I would say when they return home to put the Saints on November 12th. So that's that's four games. That he should be healed by then. Like, I was reading up on hamstring stuff last night. It's typically like it can be within a couple of days, which the Vikings are not making it seem like it's a couple day thing. Um, or usually, like, usually it's around. Three weeks at the most, unless you're Adam Thielen and you need nine weeks to heal from a hamstring injury. Um, but yeah, he should be healthy within like three to four weeks at, at, at the max if if he doesn't come back too soon. And O'Connell said he wanted to come in the game yesterday and they were like, no, dude, you're way too important to go in a game like this when we're probably going to lose anyways. Um, but yeah, that New Orleans, what is that week? Uh, it's 10, November 12th. It's far away. 10. But, but but like I so said, you'd put him on IR basically is what you do. You, like, yeah, here's the thing. Like everybody thinks that if you start dropping games and I don't think they would drop games on purpose, they would just do subtle moves to try and trade you know, guys, and play young, play. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like it's not being a bad fan or like not wanting the Vikings to win or whatever. This is this is like long term wanting the Vikings to win. Right. Like they, this is looking down the road and seeing that you have a 36 year old quarterback who needs a Bose surround sound in his helmet and all pros at every position and $36 million to do it or whatever. Like this is about, Hey, like this shit's not working. Like it's not the defense sucks. The offense, you know, there's a lot of guys underperforming, like mm-hmm. they're running these people back. Like there needs to be change. And like, everybody's so afraid of change where it's just like, Oh my God, if we get rid of Kirk cousins, we could draft Christian ponder. And then what you do is you go back and you draft another mm-hmm. one and another one and another one. Maybe you sign another free agent. You keep mm-hmm. going until you hit. This has been the end of the road with Kirk cousins. Decent run. You tried, you, you tried and it didn't work. So, oh well. yeah. But but we just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. And like it's nine and eight every year or eight and nine or seven wins. It's just like, wouldn't you like to like here's here's the last thing I'll say. And it's been like this for a while. Like every time the Vikings go into a game, it's like playing a slot machine. Like they pull the lever and they're hoping to get like the, you know, the the jackpot or whatever, right? And then Mike Zimmer pulled the lever so much that 
you wound up getting dragged out of the casino. <laughs> like, wouldn't it just be fun to like go in a game like the Chiefs did yesterday and be like, we're the fucking Chiefs, right? We just won a Super Bowl. We got two Super Bowl rings. Our tight ends dating Taylor we get Swift. Calls now. Our quarterback. Uh, we get calls that? now. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Patrick Mahomes is that dude. Like how much fun would it be to go into a game and just knowing we're going to beat the living hell out of this guy because we're that team. Like every week it's like, well, you know, the refs, if they're on our side and then, you know, if we can do some things here and there and maybe we can get a comeback here, it's just like you have to scratch and claw just for a win every single week. And it's just like, I think at this point, I want to find a path where you are that team. You're just going to kick the hell out of teams and be that team. And the Vikings haven't been that team, I don't know, since 2017. Oh, were they even that team in 2017? Because I still feel like people were like, like their defense. I defensively. Like their defense was for sure. Um, yeah. People were so like, even Zimmer was like, I don't I don't know. If, is Teddy coming back? I don't, I don't know if Case Keenum is going to play this week. Like every week. It was like week 15. He's like, eh, I'm not sure if he's going to start. It's like, Mike, you guys are like 11 and 2. Um, just let him start. Um, but yeah, it's and the thing about the refs is if you... If you have to blame the refs, you've already lost. Like, football is not decided on one play. There are plays where, you know, at the end of the game, where you're like, oh, if this, if this happened, then, you know, the Vikings would have won or whatever. There were so many plays and so many mistakes that the Vikings made in that game that they shouldn't have even had to worry about the refs. One, the Chiefs were penalized 10 times, and the Vikings were only penalized four. So you're going to say the refs add out for the Vikings? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um the refs didn't make Josh Oliver fumble on the very first play of the game. The refs didn't make the Vikings use up all three of their timeouts before, like, what, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. They didn't make uh, Justin Jefferson's hamstring get hurt. They didn't cause K.J. Osborne to duck when the ball was thrown at him because he thought it was something else, like he's playing a different game on the feet. I don't, I don't even know. It, 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 it didn't cause the Vikings receivers to drop more than a handful of passes. Like, there were so many things to blame. Other than the refs, um, that you know, it's it's really easy to blame the refs, but there, but for, there are so many plays in a football game that like that that should not that should be your last resort. If it's a play where you look at what the NFC Championship game with the Saints and Rams, and and that pass interference at the end, and that doesn't get called, okay. But there was no like you can't tell me that the interference or whatever was definitive on on like Harrison Smith or even on what, what's his face, Jordan Addison in the end zone and the whole helmet thing, like that wouldn't even really had an impact because it came after the play. It would have been penalized on the Chiefs and they would still have the ball and run the clock out. So like just a lot of things. Um, and you said there wasn't really, I think you said there, there isn't really like too much going well for the Vikings this year. I will say the offensive line has been ple- a, a pleasant surprise. Like it might not seem that way, but according to PFF and, and DVOA and all that stuff, they are one of the best units in the league. And you know what that, you know what that's perfect for? That's perfect to draft a young quarterback and have him go back there and feel like he's not running for his life. Um, someone with, with actual pocket presence who might, who might actually scramble and roll out to, to avoid pressure and then, you know, throw down field. Um, so with the game if that's, line. If yeah. that's, you know, correct. So, um, the offensive line like that, I think that's something to be excited about. Um, in terms of of the future, because a lot of times teams will draft a quarterback first and then build their offensive line, and then like that quarterback gets killed, like Andrew Luck or whatever, or, or Joe Burrow or somebody like that. Um, where the Vikings kind of have the opposite; they already have the offensive, and that's kind of how the Eagles were. Like they already had the offensive line 
in place and they got Jalen Hurts and he was able to, you know, not get killed every week and kind of just reach his full potential. And so hopefully that's something that the Vikings are, are trying to do. So, uh, yeah, this season, um, what, yeah, I don't even know. Like what, who, who should they, what, what should they do? Should they trade people? Like is, is everyone available except for like Addison, I guess Hawkinson, you can't trade him because you just signed him to a deal. Um, Mm -hmm. Jefferson, Derrissaw, that's about it. You can trade Harrison Smith. You can trade Davenport. You can trade Daniel Hunter. You can trade who else do they even have? Alexander Madison. <laughs> who's who's trading? RB one, RB one, Alexander they Madison. You know they don't even have a rushing touchdown this year. They don't have one rushing touchdown. Not one. It's five games in, and they wanted to establish the run this year. They signed Josh Oliver to get more physical, better blocking, and they don't have a single rushing touchdown. Um, let me just ask this. Let's. Let's get really weird here. Can the Vikings get the number one pick? Uh, like, is that in the realm, the realm of outcomes? Because I think the Justin Jefferson injury makes it way more possible. I certainly I do. Dial up the Vikings schedule. Everybody loves a good mock schedule pick. They don't have. They don't it. have an easy. I think the Raiders might be the the easiest opponent left on their schedule. And all right, let's and the Bears. Let's like so they go to the Bears. Um, weird stuff happens at Soldier Field, but they haven't lost since like twenty. 19 2020 right been pretty good there without justin jefferson i think they lose <sighs> yeah things have to go weird for for them to probably win like and, and based on what they've been doing this year yeah that's that's probably not a game they're gonna win so then they come home they face offensive genius kyle shanahan and the san francisco 49ers um yep. you said a good text about the 49ers you said you think they would like them more if kyle shanahan wasn't their head coach yeah which i think yeah I think a lot of it's a good take. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of like if like if Mike McDaniel was their coach. Oh, they'd be. They'd, oh, yeah. I mean, not not that they already aren't the like darling of the NFL media, but I think like it'd be even more because actually, you know what? I think fans like people who actually like aren't, I guess, we're members of the media, but like not reporters. Reporters, lo- they just love Kyle, like Chris Collinsworth and all the color guys that they love Kyle Shane. Um, he's a genius. But like people on the outside who just watch the games and play fantasy every week. I think if Mike McDaniel was the, the head coach of the Niners, people would they I wonder what Mike that. McDaniel sounds like ripping his team. Like Miami didn't play well yesterday. It's just like, hey uh guys, could you um you know, vaping? like uh yeah like rips a vape at the end. Do you like <laughs> not uh turn the ball over and stuff? He's probably, he's probably like, well uh, that wasn't good. Um <laughs> So, uh, fuck it. We'll just, uh, move to next week. I got this kick ass play. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't see him yelling at someone. Like I can't, I don't even know who to compare it to. Like, it's just like passive aggressively being like, you know, you're not doing very well. Um, so can you stop doing that? Like, can you just be better? You know, the other running back thing that just popped in my head, uh, imagine having a starter grade on Dwayne McBride, but not Devin A. Kane. <laughs> Like, hey, this guy is great. Whatever. Hey, maybe they didn't see him because he's so fast. They just ran right past him. What did, what did I say? Maybe they, are they secretly taking? They just, you know? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Don't, do not draft list. It's like the top. It's like this is hey, this guy's coming from Wall Street. You got to be you got to be sly about some things. You know, buy the dips, baby. Yeah. Get the shitty players and hope yeah. they overperform. Penny stocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> week eight, then they go to Green Bay. Week nine, they go to Atlanta. So, I mean, if, you know, if uh, they hold Jefferson out a month, he's missing at Chicago, home against the Niners, at the Packers, at the Falcons. Uh, the Saints game at home, 
You could, uh, you could win that. Yeah. Derek, Derek Carr? He's not. Uh, the Broncos the following week. Uh, it's currently scheduled to be a uh, Sunday night game. That's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> um, home against the Bears for Monday night football. Oh I'm my very God. glad they scheduled that oh one. Then they have then they have their bye. Then they go to Vegas. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati. Come home to play the Lions, who look really good right now. Then they host the Packers, and then yeah. they host uh, the Lions. You know, my mom has actually been freaking out because uh, they they bought Vikings Packers tickets uh, for the game at the end of the year, and she's like, yeah. oh, well, "What if they flex it? How will they know?" Like, what? And I'm like, "I don't think you have to worry about that anymore. They're, they're not yeah, flexing the Vikings." <laughs> So uh, I, th- I think you're good. You can just go ahead and buy tickets. The the one on the 31st. Yeah, the, the it's at New it's Year's at Eve. um it's at what? So it's Sunday night. Yeah, it's yeah, that's not happening either. No, that's gonna get flexed <laughs> out. It'll be it'll be afternoon, so she'll be happy to probably like go a little earlier. Um, so if what five wins? You thinking <sighs> five wins? Maybe maybe five. Because what we say, so they'll they'll beat Denver. Um, you can beat Vegas, right? You they can beat Vegas. Vegas. There's a home. There's a home. Yeah, that's Packers three. Coin flip. Let's see how Jordan Love looks like tonight. Maybe, and may, maybe the Falcons on the road, and maybe the Saints at home. So what? Five, six. Like at this point, I don't want to see them. Like either, either get your shit together and like win the division, and that'll be cool. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, like if you're gonna win seven games, then um, that's that's worse than that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's way worse. Oh my, this this team. I think a lot of people are frustrated this year, too, because the Vikings haven't been in this position, I feel like, in a long time. Or or if they were, it was like they just got a new coach. Like, OK, yeah, 2020, 2020, they started, what, one and five. But then they won so many games and they kind of put on a little streak or whatever. But 2014, Mike Zimmer's first year, they went seven and nine. People were like, oh, it's his first year rookie coach or whatever. They had a rookie quarterback. Whatever. It's fine. Well, what, like 2013? That was probably the last time they were super terrible like this. And they got two first round picks out of it. Um, I think, what was Anthony Barr? Pick seven? Yeah, mm-hmm. or nine, because they traded down. The Browns wanted Justin Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Um, so, yeah, 2013. And that's 10 years ago. So, like, some of these people who, you know, probably got into the Vikings around, what, Adrian Peterson's MVP season or... The Viking, the Minneapolis Miracle. They're like, what's going on? Why is this team so bad? Like, why? Like, just fire everybody. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to be bad some years. Like, this isn't a bad thing. Sometimes you just need to be bad and then regroup, get as many valuable assets as you can, and then just start from scratch next year and and work a lot in the off season on ball control. Because if they, Kevin fumble, O'Connell's going to turn into Jigsaw. Like, like something like Josh Oliver is going to be sitting there, like walking. All the lights are going to be off, and that little clown's like, like it's I'd starting like to, to play be impressive. Like I, I listen to, I haven't listened in a, in a while, but like Purple Daily, I remember they're like, they they can't keep this up. It's gonna, they're not gonna fumble every game like immediately. And they have, yeah. <laughs> they usually on the first within the first don't, three plays of the game too. Don't doubt they, them. They have. Yeah. They have basically said, "Hold my I think, beer." I think they had eight fumbles all of last year. They already have eight fumbles lost already. And so that's been, uh, a, that's been a big difference. So because this team's so much fun to cover, 
Uh, what do we have going on at the Viking Age right now? You bet we're doing a mock draft this week. Because um, uh, <laughs> it is time. It's draft season <laughs> already. What is it? October October ninth. It is draft season. Here we go. Um, mock drafts. I think someone's going to predict the rest of the, the Vikings games. Um, that'll be fun too. And then uh, looking ahead to the Bears game. Um, see if we can get excited about that. Uh, about Justin Jefferson. He's not playing. They they mentioned like Kevin O'Connell mentioned big picture today, and I'm like, oh, that immediately. I'm like, oh, he is not going to be playing for a while because they don't care about this year anymore. They're like, let's get him ready for next season. That's it. Um, so that stuff, and then just you know some random fun stuff, whatever Marcus Davenport says or doesn't say during the week. Um, you know some some other stuff. Kirk Cousins saying that you know it's his fault for everything he can't hear anything and you know i wish i threw a better ball um, should have it's all correctable should have could have would have gotta yeah. look at the tape you know it's like what leslie fraser up there speaking um so yeah lots of fun stuff definitely uh it sucks that that the vikings are struggling this year but i'd like to think that by us and other people focusing on like the future i think it'll be a way to kind of stay semi-optimistic even with the vikings i think i think if the vikings lose to the bears sunday i think people just need to just come to terms like they're not they're not doing anything this year like the best thing for them to do is just keep struggling because that will help them more in the long run they're not going to become the browns they're not going to become the lions of yesteryear they're not become the cardinals they're not they're not going to be doing that okay it's okay to have a bad year. There are plenty of teams that have done it recently and succeeded. The Eagles, look at them. They sucked for a year. Jalen Hurts, they went to the Super Bowl last year. They're undefeated this year. It can be done. You know, it, it, it's okay. We're, we're, get off the ledge. We're going to be okay. Let the dirt shower over you. Yeah. Scientist. Embrace the suck. Okay. <laughs> Embrace the suck. Not the tank. The suck. No, the suck. The suck. Um, well, that in mind, that very positive thought. Yeah. Uh, it's all the time we have on the Viking Age podcast today because we do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify in podcast form the very next day. But however you're consuming us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. I am Chris Shedd. He's Adam Patrick. We'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.